are. The weather is really nice for this time of year. I'm Tom Beckham. We're uh, in St. Louis, where the Missouri Tigers crushed the Kansas State Wildcats on a 61-yard field goal. McGraw Millhaven on the Big 550 KTRS. I, I don't want to talk about football. I mean, between between Nebraska and my Browns. Oh, did you watch the Browns game this week, Monday night? I did oh. watch. I did watch the Browns game Monday night. Did you see? Did you see the uh, the injury to Chubb? I, I know they weren't showing it on. They weren't showing it on ESPN. But you could find it online and to see his knee went in directions it ain't supposed to go. And, man, it hurt me just watching it. Yeah, no, it was as bad as uh, Joe Theismann or something along those lines. But it actually brings up an interesting topic because I was watching uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on the broadcast. And I was kind of doing – it was on in the background. And all of a sudden I hear Joe Buck say, oh, my goodness, it's not good that Nick Chubb is down. So I look up and I'm like, oh boy. Um, and then immediately Troy Aikman says, we're not going to show the video. So I rewind it because I want to see it. Oh my goodness. I shouldn't see this. You're not showing me. I want to see it. So I rewind it. You can't tell anything from the thing. And so what do I do? I pause the broadcast and go to social media to find the video. And I I, I mean, I, I understand decorum and i understand class and i understand it's a family show but you're also in the business to show what people want to see and i don't know why they didn't show it um on the tv um i i don't know i I understand why they didn't why they didn't show it. I mean, I understand it's like okay, this is the type of a broadcast we want to have. And quite honestly, quite honestly, the NFL you know been under a lot of pressure here lately with uh, you know the the concussions, the head injuries, the uh, the Hamlin situation, and all that. So the NFL doesn't necessarily want to have a video up here about just how brutal this game really is because that's not good for their image. So I understand them not wanting to show it, but when they do, when they promote it and say. Oh, look at how good we are because we're not going to show this. Well, that that does exactly what you did. And I I didn't have to do that because I've got a nephew that's in the family group chat and he's like 28 years old, 29 years old, something like that. And I know that, you know, he's all on Twitter and all on on Barstool and all that. Yeah. So I knew that he was going to send it to the group chat, which he did. And uh, so I got a chance to see it. But yeah. Where did he get it from? Where did he get it from? Oh, some Twitter feed, yeah. Okay, but 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 where did the Twitter feed get it? Um, well, they showed it. They showed it on the uh, jumbotron there at the stadium. Right, and I saw a clip online of a TV showing it. So I, I'm I'm confused. If if ESPN was the only one showing it, and they said we're not showing it, how did they get the TV version of it? It's digital, man. Everything is out there. It's all no, digital. no, no. I, I, I understand. I understand. No, orig- I understand. Once it's out there, then it, it feeds on itself. But where did the original source come from? Because they didn't show it on ESPN. So must, I don't must, know. Must it come? Must it come from uh, somebody inside the, uh, the broadcast booth inside, or the yeah. network? Yeah, somewhere, somewhere in there. Now I wasn't watching the Manning cast. Um, so I don't, do, do they have a different feed on the Manning cast? I don't know. But I, when I went online, I saw a television feed 
of the reverse angle, which Joe and Troy said we're not showing, which I watched. They didn't show. So I don't know where this this I mean, if somebody took a picture to the video screen in the stadium. okay, fine. I know they showed it in the stadium. I just don't know where they got the video feed. But but ultimately, and this isn't to come down on Joe or Troy or anybody. It's just the news does this all the time. This is so horrifying. We won't show it. So what does everybody do? Everybody goes to social media because there are no rules in social media. Well, if I it's so, I don't, I don't know that they say we won't show it anymore. They just say uh, what you're about to see is very graphic. Uh, you know, okay, uh, I, I buy that. Okay, yeah. I find I find a warning on that. But oftentimes, local news will say we're not going to show you, right? Like even like on the show last night that they say we're not going to show you. Which why not? I'll go to social media and I'll watch it there. And you know, say, hey, look, this is graphic. Look away. But here's what happened. I mean, but that's what you're talking about, though, is the difference between active viewing and passive viewing. I mean, passive viewing. You like you said, you were doing other stuff while the game was on. So you know, passive viewing. You know, you could have a. You know, your your kid could be. Uh, you know, in the room, and all of a sudden, boom. You know, he he sees this as opposed to the active, where he goes and uh, has to look for it, which I'm sure. Once the kid is, you know, past the age of seven, you know, he looked for it and found it. But uh... it's, a, it's a sanitized version of reality. And with all due respect to ABC and ESPN, I get it. Um, but they probably should have shown it once or twice and say, you know, look, well, you can go to our Facebook page if you want to look at it more. Or go to, you know, ESPN.com to do it. But, I mean, you're watching the game. The whole idea is ratings. So let me go somewhere else to look at something that I, that I really want to see. I mean, it was but, a sports injury. But isn't football a sanitized version of reality? I mean, the way they show it. I mean, let's let's be honest, okay? You, you, you never see the pictures of the uh, former players dealing with Alzheimer's, the former players that can't walk, the former players that, uh, yeah. you know, uh, that our bo- bodies are so battered. They never really show those, right? You know, yeah, hey, look, you know, they, they show, uh, hey, look, uh, Here's Peyton Manning. He looks really good. You know, here's right. Tom Brady. He no, looks really right. good, right? But right. I remember, I remember um, uh, being in the St. Louis studios uh, with you, and I think it was over—I'm sure it was over KTRS. And um, uh, who is the old? Who's the old uh, ESPN announcer, football player that uh, uh, St. Dan, Louis? Dan Deardorff. Dan Deardorff. Dan Deardorff was in the studio. And when you see Dan Deardorff, when you saw him sitting there on Monday Night Football in the chair, up strong, big, muscular guy, right? You didn't see him walking down the hallway, and you see him walking down the hallway, and he could barely walk. I mean, yeah. he was, you know, he was, uh, you know, semi-crippled. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't show that. So the whole thing, the whole football itself is sort of a sanitized version of reality, wouldn't you say? No, I, I, I agree. Look, to take it to a larger extent, and a lot of people don't understand why I believe this, but, um, you know, when you talk about execution and the, uh, the death penalty, no one trusts the government to do anything. But they have no problem uh, believing the government executes people and that they, they should be able and should be allowed and must show it so that if somebody, if you're killing this person and if you're putting this 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 person to death, in my name, I should be allowed to watch. I'm not forcing you to watch, but they should have some type of closed caption, some type of video monitoring service in which I should be allowed to watch 
my state that claims to be working on my behalf, executing somebody because it was a crime against humanity. This is one of the reasons why I love. This is one of the reasons why I love talking to you. Why I love doing this podcast. We're talking about Monday Night Football, and it switches into the death penalty. Well, and no, no, no. No, 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 but I see the point you're trying to make, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. Um, matter of fact, here in Nebraska, the last time they executed somebody, uh, they went with the uh, the drug uh, execution, right? Well, they yeah. couldn't they couldn't buy the drugs legally, so they were like. Off brand, somehow we got them. Don't ask any questions. Kind of drugs that they right. use to execute this guy, right? Now right. they do have witnesses uh, there in the pen. They do have a they have a, a room with a curtain where witnesses and there's normally like some people from the media, uh, some family members of the deceit of of you know the victims of the crime and all that that, that can watch the execution, right? Mm-hmm. And then report on it. Well, in this particular execution, something went wrong. Because they shut the curtains and uh, didn't show uh, what what happened uh, to the to the people that were there that were supposed to be the eyes and ears to make sure that everything is done above board. Uh, they closed the curtains and said, uh, "Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get back to you on this when he's dead." Because uh, evidently it was a very ugly, uh, painful death, and if people saw that, it might um, uh, steer them away from supporting the death penalty. Whereas when it's sort of a sanitized version, it's like, oh yeah, you're going to kill a bad guy. Yeah, I don't care. You know, well, I don't. don't I don't. Do I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, it, 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 whatever really happens behind the curtain, whether it's pro or con, or makes people more uh, liking, more acceptable of uh, the death penalty or less. I mean, that's up for open debate. The point is, is the state is doing something, right? I I am allowed under Sunshine Law requests to see emails sent from the governor to the, his chief of staff and right to find out how the tax bill was 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 adopted. I'm allowed to see that email, but I'm not allowed to see the state execute someone in my name? Really? That is just I, I don't trust the government to do anything. How do I know they're really killing this person? Maybe they're saying he's dying and they're whisking him out the back door and dry, you know, and flying him out to Hawaii to live out his days. <laughs> well, point is this. Picture I don't trust will. it. A radio I don't trust anybody. Host that has gotten so involved with the callers that have crawled up with their crackpot theories <laughs> that now he's buying into the crackpot theories. Well, you know what? You know what? I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anybody. And I think that if you're going to execute somebody, it should be open so that we can all see it. That, that, that's all. I, I believe in open government because I don't trust government. Now, uh, I mean, so basically, you know, hey, why, why not put it on pay-per-view and use it to help pay off the debt? You know, I mean, seriously. Well, that's a little, that's a little, that's a little morbid. No, a little morbid. Well, how is that any more morbid than what you're talking about? I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not forcing people to watch it, but if you're doing this in the name of me, I should be able to watch. Well, yeah, and you're not forcing people to watch it if it's pay-per-view either. You know, no. you're saying, look, okay. But I mean, making 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 money off somebody's death to me is a little morbid. But well, I'm not okay, trying to make okay, I'm not so trying to make I'm not trying to sell advertising for the thing. So what what are you what are you what are you suggesting here then? Okay, so if you want to make this public. Okay, do you do you put the person out there in the town square on a gurney? 
and uh, and, and fill them full of drugs. While the, well, uh, they people... used to they used to do it. They used to do it that way. They used well, to do know, it in the town I know square. how they used to do. They also used to right. use leeches to try to cure somebody of cancer. That doesn't make it right. Well, okay, but uh, we know that leeches don't cure cancer, so your analogy is a little off. But no, I, I it would be very easy to set up a camera, have a ring doorbell there. Just you know, we can all tune in and watch it. Tech, the technology is not that hard. Put it up on the correctional website. And uh, we also know that uh, the death penalty does not stop uh, murders, does not stop uh, well, maybe, criminals maybe, from doing their crimes. Maybe if you actually saw the end result, people would think twice about doing something that would cause them being ended up on death, death row. Who knows? <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're just getting started. Who knows where this conversation is going to go next? I've been snarky. I've been snarky all week. Yeah, what's what, is something bothering you, McGraw? So what's oh, yeah. Talk to oh, me. this here bothering me. <laughs> we'll take a quick break here. More coming up. If you're listening to the podcast, be right back. If you're listening on KTRS, we'll be back in just a few minutes. But this is Beck and Millhaven just saying on the Big 550 KTRS. Becca, he's McGraw Millhaven. Hey, make sure that you uh, like the podcast, you subscribe to the podcast, make sure you tell your friends about the podcast so that uh, we can continue to see this thing grow and maybe someday sell it to Spotify or iHeart and make millions and millions of dollars. Yes, off of your time listening to this. Yeah, that's not going to happen, but you know, hey, you know, you got to start somewhere. Um, I tell you, I I want to talk about something that is is pretty near and dear to my heart, which uh, doesn't get talked about a lot. Um, and I know I'm going to, well, as soon as I say this, I know I'm going to open myself up for you to make a smart ass comment, but I want to talk about mental health. No smart, no, no smart out comment. No, no, nothing. What, what? I mean, okay. You want to talk about mental health. Okay. Okay. I thought, I thought you'd make some comment about me being crazy or something, but, um, oh, well, I was waiting for you to finish before I made a rude comment, but what okay. Was... All right. But anyway, so, um, a couple of things, uh, I, um, Last week, I had a chance to listen to a uh, uh, an Omaha police lieutenant who's on the Drug Enforcement Agency here in town talking about the uh, fentanyl problem and yeah. and what fentanyl does and how it's killing people. And even if you don't see it on the streets, it's there and, you, you know, be aware of what it is. And, and so we, we talked about it. It was fascinating to hear him talk. And what we were talking in the question and answer period it came down to him also saying that, you know, the way to deal with this issue is with better mental health. You know, we, we got, we have, we have ads running. You've probably not seen them in St. Louis, but because Iowa is the first state in the caucus uh, and Omaha is right there on the border with Iowa, we've got TV ads running right now with uh, DeSantis saying that he's going to shoot people coming across the border. That's how he's going to solve the fentanyl problem. Now, by the way, that is a good uh, way to, you know, get people all riled up and uh, get people to think that, oh, I'm going to be tough on crime, blah, blah, blah. It is not a good solution to the fentanyl crisis. 
because quite honestly, they wouldn't be be bringing the fentanyl into the country if there weren't people willing to take the pills in the first place. Actually, well, also, um, most of the fentanyl. Now, I'm sure there might be some fentanyl on some undocumented worker who is swimming across the Rio Grande River. But the overwhelming majority of fentanyl that's coming into this country is coming in through the legal ports. Uh, yeah, because actually fentanyl is is legal to be in the country, uh, which I wasn't aware of. Um, it is basically it is. Yeah, it's uh, a drug. It's a cancer it, drug. It's, it's, well, it's it's a drug. It's a drug primarily used for uh, large veterinarian animal, large animals. So veterinarians use it for like cows and horses and the like. Uh, no, I thought it was like late stage cancer drugs or something. Uh, it may be used in a very, but it's so it is so um, uh, potent. potent. It is yeah. so potent that um, yeah, I don't I don't know that they use it for that. Uh, you got to be, I guess, really in like the late stage uh, because a little, just a little bit can kill you. Yeah, um, like 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 dust can can kill you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I yeah. saw a video on saw a video on YouTube where um, a police officer pulled over a car that had fentanyl in it. And he became affected by it just from the powder. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, it, 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 it's brutal. But it boils down to this. It boils down to, you know, as the police officer said, you know, we need better mental health. The but nobody talks about that. You you see, you see the uh, the debates, the Republican Party debates right now, right? And you've got uh, the candidates all talking about, oh, we've got we've got this fentanyl coming across the border to kill our kids. We've got to do something about the border. Well, okay, that's a nice emotional topic, but it doesn't solve the fentanyl problem. It doesn't solve what is going on. If we get rid of the demand in the first place, that's going to really uh, help uh, ease uh, the, the, the the problem. Likewise, likewise, if we dealt with mental health in a better way, a more intelligent way, if we dealt with it, the prisons would not be so overcrowded. There'd be uh, uh, you know a stronger economy. Uh, there'd be a less of a homeless problem. I mean, you you can go down the list here of all these societal ills that are could at least be, uh, if not totally cured, could be a greatly uh, eased by uh, having mental health problem, uh, mental health facilities. Well, mental health, you know, that's a huge encompassing deal, right? I mean, you talk about alcohol, talk about marijuana, cocaine, meth, right? I mean, Adderall. Yeah. I mean, there are people who self-medicate their mental health issues in all sorts of ways. You're talking about anger issues. You're talking about schizophrenia. You're talking about depression. You're talking about, I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, but 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 when you talk, mental, you, you you're oftentimes you're talking about the extreme, right? I mean, there are people who are functioning every single day who have massive health, mental health issues. But functioning ain't living. No, I, I understand that. I, I I understand it, but I mean. You know, oftentimes in the gun culture, right, you have these these people who, you know, end up shooting up the schools or the hospitals or whatever else. Right. The other movie theaters, all because they're sort of living in with with massive, massive me mental health issues. But they're living amongst us like there's nothing wrong. Well, that's it, because we have a stigma attached to it. So they yeah. don't want to get help in the first place. Now, I uh, I've also had lunch the other day with a gentleman who's very active and uh, he has a son that is uh, dealing with schizophrenia. And trying to get the help that he needs to get his son to take his meds and to you know right. be uh, you know be a, a, a productive member of society and the problems that he's going through, and he told me of a of a what what that they're trying in some areas and maybe they have it in St. Louis I don't know 
But you know how they have these urgent care centers where if, uh, you know, you, you go in a, on yeah. a Saturday afternoon and you sprain your ankle or you yeah. break an arm or something, right? You can go to these urgent care centers. Yeah. They have them for mental health in some cities now. Really? Yeah, mental health urgent care centers. Oh. Where if somebody is just, you know, maybe maybe there's a domestic violence issue. Maybe there's a, a suicidal issue. Maybe there's, there's you know, a drug and alcohol issue that, you know, they need some help. And, and instead of uh, maybe the cops picking these people up and taking them to the county jail, they could pick them up and take them to the urgent care mental health facility, you know, and, 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 and work with these people to help deal with their problems. Because, but, but you see, but here's the thing, and I don't know how you, how do you make mental health sexy? Because shooting immigrants coming across the border is sexy. That gets people talking. Talking about, you know, putting together a, a program to help people in need doesn't get the same emotional reaction. So how do, how do we how do we make mental health sexy so that people will realize, you know, that a lot of these problems can be solved and fixed if we just took a a smarter and more sane approach to it? Well, you stop making politics entertainment. Right? I mean, it's a reality show. That's what politics is today. It's Washington DC is Hollywood for ugly people. That's it's 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 uh it's one big giant reality show they're there not to pass any type of legislation they're there to sort of make a name for themselves they're trying to be famous and one of the ways to be famous is to get elected to congress and say wildly insanely stupid things to get attention for yourself and stop treating it like it's entertainment and start treating it like it's a responsibility you see and and while it's easy to point the finger at congress the figure's actually got to be pointed back at us. Well, yeah, because we're using it for entertainment purposes. Yeah. Uh, look, let's face it. Let's face it. I, I, I spent more time this past week reading about Lauren Boebert and her uh, little thing there in Beetlejuice than I did talking about the government potential shutdown, right? Because the, the potential shutdown of the government, while very, very important, uh, doesn't have quite the same um, scandalous, titillating uh attitude as a congresswoman uh, acting like a petulant child uh, and a adolescent uh, teenage girl grabbing some boyfriend's crotch in the middle of a play. Yeah, that video was unbelievable. But you, you're assuming that the people who run for office are the adults in the room and would put um, the country above their own personal hijinks or their own personal, right? that's not the case. We keep electing all these people who are much more interested in their own personal agenda than they are in sort of the agenda of the party or the country or what they say, right? Lauren, Lauren Boebert goes on a date with a guy who owns a bar that puts on drag shows and then will go to Washington, D.C. and then complain about drag shows. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene will, will, will decry the the uh, decorum in the Senate because they are lessening their dress code while she's heckling President Biden during the uh, State of the Union and then holding up, for lack of a better word, naked pictures of Hunter Biden in in a moment in which nobody would want to be exposed. And 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 so she she decries decorum. I mean, the whole thing makes no sense. Well, it does make sense when you uh, consider the fact that we the people. 
this is, you know, we get the government that we deserve. I mean, this is what, you know, we we used to demand a certain decorum of our elected officials. We don't demand that anymore. Well, we don't demand it. And quite frankly, you know, uh, um, it's here in St. Louis. I always I always bring it up. But we got this Cory Bush, who's the left wing version of Lauren Boebert and everybody else. Right. And uh, she, if you listen to her, has a lot of the same policy initiatives as Josh Hawley <laughs> in the Republican crazy train. Right. So, I mean, they're they're, they're, they're they both vote against infrastructure bills. They're both against funding for Ukraine, um, right? I mean, they're all, they're just strangely aligned. The far left and the far right are so left and so right that RFK Jr. is getting a lot of support. He's probably the second most popular person in the Republican primary. <laughs> uh, uh, well, he's he definitely, uh, he definitely has support among uh, those on the far right, which, um, by the way, I, I still... I I have been madly in love with his wife Cheryl Hines ever since the very so first Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, you know, broadcast. And how she wound up with him is it just it just blows my mind. Um, is she out on the campaign trail? I don't see her much on the campaign trail. I don't think she is that much. No. Yeah. I don't think she is. But then again, you know, he you don't see that much of him on the campaign trail either right now. You know, it's just so. Let me ask you. Let me let me change the topic from politics to something more more enjoyable do you have any i brought this up on the show um the name the the chef's name jacques pepin came up on the show and i brought up the fact that he originally was asked to be the executive chef at the white house in the kennedy administration and he turned it down because he decided to go become the executive chef at howard johnson's you remember howard johnson's yeah doesn't everybody have such great memories of Howard Johnson's? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it's great memories. Uh, what? What were they known for? Were they known for their ice cream? What were they known for? The, they were their ice cream, their sherbet, their clams on Friday night. Um, they were also just known for good, solid, decent food. It was like Denny's, but it was like good food. Not to say that Denny's is bad food. Because I got into this, somebody got mad at me, and I'm like, "Eggs over Miami is a wonderful uh, dish at Denny's," but it looked like Denny's in that it was sort of a diner, like an upscale diner. But they had tremendous food, all because of this world class chef was in charge of all of the, the, their meals. And yet, they were never never able to survive. When was the last time you saw Howard Johnson's? There's one left in Lake Placid, New York. Is that that's I mean, it, huh? Yeah, I mean, they had a good run. I wouldn't say they they failed. I wouldn't say he, he made the wrong decision. I mean, Howard Johnson survived longer than the Kennedy administration. <laughs> That's a little harsh, considering, well, how, the, considering how the Kennedy administration ended. Well, I mean, you're, you know, yeah, but, 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 but. <laughs> That's a little harsh. Yeah, but you're saying, and yet they didn't survive. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's like saying. You know, I don't know. That's like saying Sears didn't survive. Sears was a pretty good company for a long, long time. Well, you take a look at all these all these places that we used to like just think would be around forever. Sears, big boy restaurants. Remember big boy restaurants? Boy, that was uh the you never see those around anymore. Uh like you say, Howard Johnson's. Uh what else is out there that uh that 
I think I think Boston Market is still around, although they didn't they didn't survive here in Omaha. Uh, oh boy, Boston Chicken came out like gangbusters, and then they went to Boston Market, right? Yeah, but it was it was hard. It was like because everyone hated Boston because they kept winning all the World Series and the Super Bowls. <laughs> so I didn't go to Boston Market just out of spite. <laughs> You've got issues. You've got issues. Um, I've got okay, issues. So anyway, so what? So what's the point? What's the point you're making about this Howard Johnson chef? Nothing. I was just sort of walking down memory lane. It was just there was a whole lot of great memories about Howard Johnson's, but apparently you didn't spend a lot of time at Howard Johnson's. I think I, as I recall, I think it's one of those things where we the kids wanted to go to Howard Johnson's, and I don't think my parents liked it. Mm. I don't. I don't think my. I don't think my dad liked it. Uh, and I don't know why. So yeah, we didn't go to Howard Johnson's a lot. Uh, I think once in once in a blue moon, he would take us just to shut us up. But right. um, but uh, yeah, I don't have a lot of not a lot of fond memories of Howard oh, Johnson. Oh man, I mean the taffy, the taffy, and these hamburgers and fries. I mean it was really good. And I you know as a kid, you're like this is really good. And you know you know you know you're a kid, you don't have a refined palate. But it turns out all the food came from a famous French chef. So. Turns out Howard Johnson did have pretty good food. Well, okay, so now that that's an interesting thing there too. In other words, Howard Johnson's had this cuisine, but at the same time, when you think of Howard Johnson's, you don't think of cuisine. You think of just a good burger, you know, uh, some ice cream, uh, you know, some, a nice breakfast. You don't think of it like going to a fancy restaurant. Do, do some of these do some of these businesses sometimes? I guess maybe try to. Uh, I'll kick their coverage, if you will, uh, and, and try to be something that they're not. And if, if they just admit that this is what we are, they'd be better off. I mean, uh, I'm thinking of, um, um, oh, like like Waffle House, right? You go to a Waffle House, you know what you're getting. By the way, I love Waffle Houses. I never love been in one. You've never, never been, been in a Waffle. Never been to a Waffle House. What have you led a sheltered life? Never been to a never been to a Waffle House. Never been to I've been to Ponderosa. Never been to an Applebee's. Was at an O Charlie's once and broke up with the girl. Um, uh, what else was there? Chili's. Never been to a Chili's. I told you the story about the O Charlie's story, didn't I? I don't think so. So I'm dating this girl. By the way, by the way, is o, where's o, is o Charlie's in New York? I don't, I don't recall this. But... Uh, there's an O'Charlie's here in St. Louis. I, I think it closed down. Okay. But, but, but this is, this is, this is part of the story. Let's, let's take a break, and I'll tell you my O'Charlie story in a second. Hey, is this O'Charlie's story worth it to wait through the break? Oh, very know. much so. Very I much so. I don't know. McGraw says it is. We'll have to find out. So stay with us. Be right back. This is uh, Beckett Millhaven just saying on your podcast and on the Big 550 KTRS. breakup story uh you, I, i've heard many of them over the years i don't recall that i've ever heard the old charlie uh breakup story uh, okay so, so what happened? so it, it it goes something like this this is years and years ago and i'm dating a girl and it's going great it's great she's nice i'm nice it's you know we date six eight months everything's going fine 
So on a Tuesday, she says, oh, my friends want to get together for dinner Friday night. Do you want to go? I was like, what a great idea. She says, where do you want to go to dinner? I said, I don't care. You pick, you choose. She says, you got it. So it comes Friday night. Now, meanwhile, we've been dating now for a good six months or so. Uh-huh. And um, we get in the car and I said, like, well, where are we going? She, you know, where are we going to dinner to meet your friends? Oh, a place called O'Charlie's. I was like, great. Never heard of it before. Where is it? No, no, wait, wait, wait. Before we go any further, before we go any further, as you're going over there, had you planned to break up with this woman? Had you planned no, to break no, up with her? No, okay, no, so, no intent. So no you, intent. Th you think everything is going great. Everything is going great. Now you're uh, on there, your way to work. There's no, right. There's no ulterior mo No, no. It's just, you know, where do you want to go to dinner? I don't care. Honey, wherever you want to go. Literally, I didn't care, right? Okay. Um, because St. Louis is filled with, you know, great restaurants, and you got the hill, and you got, I mean, there's a million great neighborhood family restaurants to choose from. One's better than the next, so you can't go wrong with going out to dinner in St. Louis. So she says, oh, Charlie's. And I was like, boy, I've never heard of O'Charlie's. Oh, my goodness, let's go. So we get in the car, and where is it? Well, it's 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 down the highway. It's Lindbergh. It's this, it's that. So, okay, so we, we like, pull in, and, I'm, and we're driving, and I'm like, there's there's only there's a Lowe's in that shopping center and there's a there's a Target in that shopping center and I was like that where where are we going so all of a sudden we pull in and lo and behold it's a franchise that is one of those like um, I don't even know how to write it's it's an O Charlie's it's um, a nondescript franchise that was in the front of the Lowe's parking lot, right? That's sort of what it was. It was in it was in the outskirts of a Lowe's parking lot. Was and I'm it, like, was it okay? Was it was it like a uh, was it like a Chili's? Was it like a? I mean, what? Uh, yes, it was like a Chili's. Yeah. Or like a Bennigan's. Yeah, very much like a Bennigan's. Almost like exactly like a Bennigan's. Okay, like in Applebee's, your neighborhood, right? Your neighborhood restaurant, even though. Like they have the same picture of the coach and the kid in every Applebee's all, all across America, right? I mean, it's it's your hometown dinner place, even though there's nothing hometown about it. It's an out of, you know, it's an out of state corporate entity right. type of deal. So I look at her and I'm like, this is where you picked for dinner? And she was like, Yeah, what's what's wrong? And I'm like, oh. Now to myself, I'm like, there's many things that are wrong with this. So we go in, it's packed, okay? Uh-huh. You've got every other seat has a baby seat attached to it with a crying kid, right? And they're all eating just these insanely gigantic portions of just, you know, made from a vat of uh, dinner plates, right? And I was like, oh, this is the worst. It was terrible. It was awful. You know, they, they, uh, uh, it was just, the, it was the, it was awful. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Of all the restaurants in St. Louis, we drove past the hill with every Italian restaurant known to man, and this is where you pick for dinner in the entire area. 